know we are trying to take seriously multi-generational worship. And so we're always looking at new ways to do uh, family Sundays. And so it just so happened that we had a, a family group go to uh, Africa on a mission trip. And as we were trying to think about how could we tell that story, I thought, ah, oh, family Sunday. We need to do it on a family Sunday so that our young people, I'm looking at you, eyes on me, <laughs> so you can hear. Missions will change your life, change my life. I don't have time for that testimony, but many of us in here have been on mission trips and it's changed who we are, changed how we see the world. And so this morning, I'm excited to hear from the Lum family, and I'm excited for what God might be doing in planting seeds in our young people and us older ones as well. How can we be a part of God's great work that he's doing in this world? Many of you know uh, Alden and Janice and Samantha Lum. Uh, they actually, I think, have been members of this church twice because they moved away and then came back. Uh, but some of you don't know them. And so let me just give a little introduction to them. So Alden uh, Lum is an electrical engineer, and that's probably going to come up. I imagine his expertise in this story that uh, you're going to hear in just a moment. Janice is an ordained elder in the Church of the Nazarene, has been on staff at this church in the past, uh, but is currently working as a hospital chaplain here in uh, Rochester area. And so you can be praying for her as she's walking the hallways, meeting people in their greatest times of need. And then their daughter, Samantha, is going to uh, be talking, uh, sharing as well, because she was on this trip, and she is a part of our Calvary students. And so let's invite the Lum family to come and share their hearts with us. Good morning, good morning. We are excited to be here with you this morning. I'm just gonna get my, my things set up here. I wanna thank, first of all, Pastor Dustin for um, allowing us the privilege to come up here this morning. Um, I, as he mentioned, I was on staff at one point as a pastor and now I'm pastoring at a hospital as a chaplain, walking the halls and serving people. Um, it is no small task to, to allow, he's a steward of this church and of this time, and I'm appreciative of the fact that he has allowed us to do this, so thank you. Good morning. What a delight it is to be able to share with you this morning. Um, it is because of your prayers and your giving that we are standing here giving um, a testimony about what occurred for us in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya. If you are one of our friends here that has one of the activity baskets that Pastor Emily has graciously put together with you, I want you to shake that basket really good. Shake it, shake it. I know that there are more in there. Yep, okay, shake it, there you go. You have information in there about Kenya, so you are gonna be listening and applying some of what you're listening to. I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful too for the students that are here with us, as well as those that are seasoned and have heard many things about missions work. We went to uh, Kenya from October 1st through the 16th or, uh, with a team of 22 individuals from the upstate New York district of the Church of the Nazarene. The upstate New York district includes all of New York except for New York City. Pastor Olivia, who is Pastor Dustin's wife, is our leader on this district. She is the district superintendent. So our team included members from Plattsburgh, New York, about an hour away from Montreal, all the way to Buffalo. And we are incredibly thankful for the upstate New York district support. Locally, we have been supported by each of you through prayer and giving. 
Our local Nazarene Missions Council is led by Cheryl Wu. Thank you to Cheryl and for the rest of the committed members of our NMI Council. If you are on the NMI Council, I'm going to ask you to stand. Bob and Carolyn Klump, George and Barb Snyder, Roger Plunkett, go ahead, stand up if you would, please. Mary Matarazzo, Rebecca Allen, Cheryl and Kevin Wu, and Miriam Harado. Can you give these people a big thanks? Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. We want to say thank you to this council because they have worked for over a year in planning and preparing for a year for this opportunity for us. Um, they have been purposeful and prayerful as they have launched us to be representatives of this church, Calvary Church of the Nazarene in Kenya. On October 1st at 9 a.m., we left Syracuse and we traveled to Charlotte, then to London. Finally, landing in Nairobi on October 2nd at approximately 8 p.m. It was a long trip, but worth every wink of sleep that we did not get. And our team leader from upstate was Reverend Eric Roboski, and he got muddy with us while we were there. I'm sure he's super appreciative of that picture that we're showing, but we just want to share with you what we did, how we got in the, how we got in the thick of it, including our leaders. We gathered on October 2nd to learn more specifically about what ANU needed from us. And we took a tour of the campus, and it was beautiful to see the Africa Nazarene University campus and experience some of the wildlife, including the baboons that walked freely on campus. We were repeatedly told to take it easy the first day, to adjust to the time zone and the sights we were seeing the baboons walked freely, and you were encouraged not to approach them. <laughs> so as much as we wanted to approach them, and this one wanted to pet them and engage, <laughs> we did not. We did not do that. We, we just kept our distance and observed um, the uniqueness of the campus. We also took time off to participate in a weekly chapel service that, where we enjoyed worship and inspiring messages and different music and different people and praise, I think, what it's going to look like in heaven. It was beautiful and um, strangers became friends very quickly. We believed that our main purpose there was to establish a smart classroom at ANU. This smart classroom would enable students across Africa to attend school virtually which for many would be the only way higher education would be possible. Several of the members of our team carried equipment for the trip, but the specifics of our involvement in the actual installation remained a mystery. We were repeatedly told, and it was wise to do so, remain flexible. That was a very smart counsel we received on repeat. The mission of a smart classroom installation was affirmed when on the second after the tour we met as a group and we were told that it would be installed by us. Alden was really excited about that. <laughs> it was exciting. It was very exciting because that is how it all began. The vision began when, we heard, when our family heard that that was potentially what was going to be happening. We were excited and felt that that was what we were called to do. But when we were knee deep in and the plans kind of looked a little muddy and we weren't sure what we were going to do, we were in. And we wanted to commit to do whatever it was that needed to be done. So it was fun to, to come full circle. And some of you may remember 
um, some of my concerns when I shared my testimony when you all prayed for us at the beginning of um, at the beginning of this I was concerned about myself physically to be honest I just wasn't sure specifically how my breathing would hold up I was a little concerned about the fact that we were 9,000 feet above elevation and close to the equator and my CPAP machine and just all the things and I was worried I was really concerned um, and it was real and as you know the war broke out in Israel while we were there. Um, so there were some heavy concerns, but I found this um, to the church in Ephesus, and, and it applies, I think, here. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And we are here as we share with you this morning that he did that. He worked far past what we expected. I had no breathing issues at all. We all had runny tummy, what they call runny tummy at some point, which was mitigated very quickly. Um, but some of the concerns that I had that would really impede my ability to work were not concerns at all. And he showed up. So here we are engaged in the smart classroom. And it's important to understand that the availability of manpower and supplies, basic supplies, is significantly lacking in Kenya. There are no Home Depots on the corners. And these resources are lacking because of not having them, um, people or tools or time, but also because of the social, some of the social structures that are, that are there and the worldview. So with a clear understanding of the projects, we were to begin our work, and it began. And our team leaders on the ANU campus were Jeremiah, um, Jermaine, excuse me, and Ramos. They would be our points of contact, and they were, and they both worked very hard among us. I'm going to have Alden share some of the details about um, the, the projects that we did. Some of you will really like this. Yes, for those of us who are engineers and doers and just, you know, handymen, there was a lot to do there. When we first got there, we were like, okay, we have a classroom, but we may have other things for you to do. You know, just, just be flexible. And we're like, okay, we can do this classroom. Uh, during the tour, we took, um, you hear, see here, this is the classroom that they want to, us to remodel and redo. Uh, the main work we had to do there was paint that wall, which we see back there, the red uh, stripe, uh, that's ANU colors, so they were, we were painting that wall. This wall here on the left, you see that it's missing paint. That was all because of water damage due to leaking, leaking, plum, leaking plumbing in the men's bathroom. And that was not fun. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, and then on the right side is where we had to mount the TVs, this, this whiteboard you see on the floor here. And we also had to remove ceiling tiles. So on the ceiling tiles, you see here our progress. We moved all the ceiling tiles. We also had to replace the lighting. 
So if we can go. And then we can just move on. So I had to reinstall, we had to do electrical for the lighting. We had to disconnect. And here's Frank Prasinski, who also attended this church a while back. He's up there on the scaffolding. All the ceiling tiles are replaced here. We had to install an owl, which is up the top there, hanging down from a pole. That's a video teleconferencing system. So it's a 360 degree camera. So as a person's talking, it can determine who's talking and, and put that up on the TV. And there's the success story. We got it, everything installed. There was some missing ceiling tile up there that they said they'll have to purchase some other time to, to finish up. But here we are, success. Next on task, oh, and also Janice was able to help out with this. Uh, this is the second classroom that they have uh, targeted for, I believe, Louisiana, uh, is coming next semester in January to work on this classroom to do exactly what we did in the other classroom. Um, here you see our team working on fencing. So here we had to scrape a lot of the old black paint off and then repaint them black again. So we did hundreds and hundreds of feet of fencing. It was, Samantha did a lot of that work as well. You can see there. After that, they said, oh, we have some gutters we need also replaced. <laughs> so we see here, that's Pastor Ramona from uh, Buffalo. And one of the gentlemen there is from Auburn. Um, so, and that'll, next is the wall. Oh, we have a classroom that needs a wall repaired. So we had a team come in, that whole wall was all in disarray, they put up rock board and re um, skimmed everything and then said, oh, can we paint a mural there? <laughs> so we have Samantha here take over that job and we'll go over that later in Samantha's, but. And after that, the big project. <laughs> Second day we're there, we're walking in and I noticed rows of pavers, just pallets and pallets of pavers off to the side of the entrance. I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, Jermaine said, well, you know, Coming into this, into this driveway, you're always bouncing around. It's rocky, it's not even. The alumni decided, hey, it wouldn't be great if we had a nice entrance where we could have it nice and smooth and paved, just like the inside. They did the inside, but didn't do the driveway for some reason. So the alumni paid for the pavers, which is completely unheard of in Kenya. In Kenya, typically, when they leave the university, they're moving up the chain, want to be CEOs, and forget where they came from. So Jermaine, being the student liaison, reached out to a lot of the alumni and raised the funds to do this. In return, we met Virginia, I don't know, we'll meet her later. She's the alumni director. They, in turn, purchased the gravel and the sand. And we said, great, that's awesome. We have you know, 10 pallets of these papers. Well, when are you gonna get this done? It's like, well, it's gonna cost about $1,000 and we don't have that funding yet. I looked at Eric and said, Eric, have you ever done pavers? He's like, I've done paved, you know, instead of putting in patios, like I've put it in sidewalks, let's do this. Ramos looked at us and said, what? He's <laughs> like, we can do this. He's like, you're gonna teach the alumni how to do this. I'm like, yes. He said, I'm not sure how well this is gonna go because the alumni, again, in the Kenya culture, once you leave and have a degree, you don't do menial tasks anymore, you know? and. Typically, the, the culture is, I'm a plumber, I plumb. I'm an electrician, I do electrical work. I don't do anything else. And I said, we can do this. <laughs> so, Jermaine and, and 
Virginia were able to contact 20, around 20 students, and they came on their day off, and we did it. We dug up all the rock, dirt, there's a gutter at the end that needed four feet of area, needed to be dug down six inches. We're talking 20 years of compact Kenyan dirt and rock. We were digging a while. But once we got it all cleared out, you see we laid down gravel. They brought, brought in truckloads of gravel. See the cows across the <laughs> and There are cows across the street, yes, in, in the soccer fields. <laughs> and here we are with the pavers. This is the left side. This is the, this, they drive on the left side. So this is the exit that we worked on first. So they kept the entrance open. We did a little median. And then you see on the right, that's the, entra uh, the entrance side. So in about three or four days, we got about 3,000 square feet of pavers laid. That was awesome, the fact that we got students to come in on their national holiday and work on this. And a second benefit was they, some of them came back on a work day after work. And as the students were leaving, the university students were leaving, they saw the alumni there, saw us working, said, hey, can we help? Drop their backpacks. And we had probably 20 more students there when we were low on the, on the alumni coming in, the students came in and said, we wanna do this. And yeah, it was, I mean, that was heartfelt for me to see the students come in. And then Virginia, the direct, alumni director said, this is unprecedented. She's never seen any of this. You know, the, she's always heard that students are appreciative of her work, but to actually come in and do the hands-on at this level was great. Sorry. Speaking to us. This is Virginia, Director Ramos, myself, and Virginia, and Jermaine. Um, so yeah, that was, oh, and one more thing. When we were finished, uh, Virginia had all the students write their names that participated on the stone. So their names would be there for a while. That was great, too. Like, okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, one of the basketball hoops broke when an ANU uh, player performed a dunk. Uh, the team had a tournament to play the next day and needed the hoop replaced for practice. And a bolt holding the spring in the hoop broke. That was actually the problem. Normally, you would just buy a replacement uh, hoop, right? This is not easy in Kenya. So Ramos and Alden went searching in the scrapyard, which is typical. They keep everything just in case you might need it. And a replacement bolt was found, and um, they welded it in place. Uh, Ramos was very excited that Alden knew how to, knew how to weld. Um, after searching for about an hour, they were able to do that, that repair. The lines on the court were also repainted by our team, including Samantha and the bathroom. So two of the men's bathrooms in one of the academic buildings were in need of desperate repair. One bathroom only had one urinal and sink functional. There were several bathroom stalls available, however. Um, Alden volunteered to install the urinals in the bathroom. Um, so he had to fabricate their own brackets to hang the urinals and the privacy partitions, and they had to bend and drill the, the brackets. They quickly realized the dire need of, um, of supplies and tools that were not there. Thankfully, they had a drill press, and Alden was told that he, they never use it. Um, so he was able to help them set it up so that um, the spindle speed was right and they were able to use it. All of the drill bits were a bit dull, and it took several minutes just to drill one hole, but the brackets were drilled. 
um, and he was able to install four of the urinals, and the team also repaired, repaired three sinks in the bathroom. Unfortunately, they did not get to finish the privacy partitions. Hopefully the Louisiana district will take that up in January. Um, Samantha's going to talk a little bit about her mural and the lectern project. Hi. <laughs> um, so I was um, leader, leading during, for the painting stuff. Um, we painted seven lecterns for each classroom and we just put the logos on the lecterns and that took about like five five days um, because we were projecting the logo on t with the projector onto the lecterns and then some of the younger kids kept knocking it over <laughs> so it was like out of place but we eventually got it finished <laughs> um, so I was very happy about that and then with the wall one of my some of our team members built um, they wanted a logo, a giant logo on the classroom wall. So that was definitely a lot of work. Um, but we had to sketch it out from the projector and then outline it with Sharpie and then paint it. But some of the students were very generous and decided they wanted to help. And they were like, oh, I love art. Let me help you guys. So we got it finished within three days, which is amazing. So yeah. Our trips, our trip's purpose was twofold. We were to work, but we were also to be a witness. The students on the ANU campus come from a variety of backgrounds. Many are believers in Christ and understand the sovereignty of God, but some of them are not. Um, all of them were kind and generous and hospitable. We were to be a witness of Christ's love to the students by engaging with them daily while we stayed on their campus. One of the ways we engaged while there was to have lunch daily with them in what would equate to a, ca a cafeteria. Samantha, did you want to talk about it, your friend in the cafeteria? Sure. So I met a lot of people, a lot of nice people while I was there, but there was one specific lunch table I usually sat with. Um, it was Ramos, our project director, um, three NNU exchange students um, that were there for the semester. And then their um, like guide, I guess, their exchange student guide missed. Um, and it was really fun. And I really enjoyed talking to them and just like being able to like reflect and compare different things. <laughs> so did you get that? There were NNU students that were exchange students. So my son, Eli, is over at Northwest Nazarene University in Idaho. And some of those students are in Kenya right now and there are some Kenyan students at NNU right now. It really is a global church, and it's exciting in that way. There was a central eating area, and we would join the students, and we'd converse with them. Many of these students have such limited resources and are spending much of that on tuition, and that makes meals very basic for them. They would often have what we would consider fries. They call them chips as their meal. So there were times that we would be able to casually offer our plate of very large helpings to them in order to build relationship, to honor their dignity by not making them feel like it was a handout, but being able to share and break bread with one another. That was key in being able to develop relationships um, for us to have a new Kenyan friend and for them to have a new American friend. We had lots of different kinds of food. I think that we have some 
some um, pictures there. So this was kind of the staple. This was when we went to the Ethiopian restaurant. We had an opportunity to go to an Ethiopian restaurant and everybody eats with their hands, which is very interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that, that bottom piece there um, is like the, it's like the scooper upper. So you break it off. I've done this before in a restaurant in DC, but doing it in, a, in America is a little different than doing it in Kenya with the water situation and the differences there. So, so you would break off that bread and then you would just kind of use it as like a glove and you would scoop whatever it is you wanted from that plate and you would eat it. So it's almost like a protection, but not completely. <laughs> so we also went to the Giraffe Center um, I think that there are some pictures for there, and we had an opportunity to, um, to feed the giraffe who have very, very long tongues. Um, Pastor Olivia and Pastor Dustin, when they had visited this place, um, I guess it was allowed to have the giraffes take the food from your mouth. There are now signs that, that discourage that. Um, she was going to do it. I was good with my hand being well licked. Um, and one of the neat things is that we saw the, um, the field office. So the Nazarene Church is global, guys, and one of the things I got the chance to do is see the regional office. I'm not sure if we have that picture. Oh, okay, hold on that one. We got to see the regional office, which is the office that kind of, that has the people that are there serving the Church of the Nazarene. It's their, it's their central location. And it was fantastic. The Owens family, so I want people to be listening because we have a little quiz at the end. The Owens family is a family that we met. They are on our wall outside to the left of our sanctuary. They are a missionary family that are serving in Kenya. They were wonderful and beautiful and it was great to know them. Um, and, and we got to just hear some of their stories and some of the things that they needed and some of the joys that they've experienced. Um, they have two kids, as you can see, and they have all of the challenges of parenting as well as um, life, and then they're missionaries in Kenya. Um, we did the Ethiopian uh, restaurant with them, so they were able to help me along. Um, our time in Kenya ended when we went to a three-day safari uh, at the Masai Mara Resort. Resort is, I'm using that very loosely. Um, that was an unbelievable experience. It was beautiful. And it really was quite a pleasure to be in that facility. They were very gracious. Um, it was like what we would consider a hotel kind of, kind of situation. We had the same driver, Alex, for three days. So Alex was with us for three days. This was on our way to the Masai Mara. Um, yes, this was on our way to the Masai Mara. And this is a picture of the Great, Great Rift Valley. 10,000 feet up, and it goes from Israel to Tanzania. Mozambique. I can't remember. It's really big. Um, and it was beautiful. The expanse was, it was just phenomenal. This is our team. Samantha wants to just quick interject something. I was just going to say that we had Alex as our driver, and his, car name, his car's name was Paul. So um, <laughs> we called him Alex and Paul, and we had three other... Um, we had three like different vans because there were so many of us, and we would when we would talk about them, we'd say Alex and Paul, and then people would be like, "Wait, you have two drivers?" <laughs> and it was a really funny joke throughout the safari. <laughs> Paul.
Paul, Paul kept us safe as well as Alex. So he was an expert in his own right and he drove us around in order to be able to see the beauty of the land and the animals. We got very close to these beautiful creatures and we saw four of the five big game that is sought to see when you go to something like an African safari. We saw the elephant and the leopard and the African buffalo and the lion. We did not see a rhino, and that's okay. But we, we, we were cheering Paul and Alex on in our pursuit. As part of the thanks from ANU and to the hard work performed by the upstate New York district, a plaque with each team member's name was placed on a wall. Oh, look at these. Oh, yeah, they're look at, you're looking at the animals still. They were so close, guys. It was amazing. And we, we asked Alex, like, why are we not being attacked? And he, was ba he basically said, they are so accustomed to like a truck and a torso and a head, being, being this close. Like, you know, we'd be this close to them. And he said, but if you were to get out and show legs, then that would be something different. And that would be something, you know, probably, you know, considered a threat and we'd be eaten. But we weren't. And this is Tanzania. So in just ignore the fact that it says no entry to, to Tanzania. Um, so we also went to Tanzania. We, we, yeah, that was just our step over and our step back. Um, there was the international border there and everybody kind of dared to be dangerous while we were there and do that. That was great. And then this, um, this is one of the restaurants at the Masai Mara Resort. You see those individuals there in the back? Um, they're, they're offering us a dance. So they were doing a dance and a, chat, a chant throughout the restaurant. It was, I had a video, but we didn't get it uh, in time. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. The Maasai, Maasai people are um, generous and gracious. And I will share with you that I asked Alex a bit about them um, because a lot of them had, the men had staffs. And I asked about that. And what happens is when a, when a, a gentleman turns 16 or 17, he is then circumcised at that time. And he gets his first staff. And then as they age and as they get married and as they add to their wives and children, their staff changes. And it becomes more elaborate and more distinct. The same is true for a female. So a woman has her jewelry, and that jewelry, the kind, the size, the intricacy of it, is demonstrative of whether or not she is the first wife, or the second wife in line, or the third, and how many children she has. Um, so it was just, it was fascinating and humbling and beautiful. So this is the landscape, and you see that rainbow, guys? Is that rainbow beautiful? So as I was saying that part of ANU's thanks for the hard work was to um, give each team um, a plaque with our name on it. And this is the plaque. It is in the middle, it is in the center of ANU campus and all of the different teams have it. You'll see Alden and I's name and Samantha's names there. Um, and it is there and it is an honor to be there. It's pretty exciting. Um, but we were blessed certainly more than they were. I can share that with you. Our time came to a close and we said our goodbyes to Kenya. Our trip was long and our hearts were filled with gratitude. Your support is the only reason that we were able to do this alongside God and his provision. We truly feel incredibly fortunate. So as we finish up, I have three questions. Three. They're quiz questions. 
The first question is for any of those friends of ours that have the boxes. Shake your box. So I'm going to ask the question, and I want you to raise your hand, and Samantha will see the first person who raised their hand and bring you the prize. So the first question is, what is the capital of Kenya? Who can raise their hand? Oh, we have, we see back there. You see that? Yep. What is this capital of Kenya? Nairobi, you are right. Good job. Good job. Now the next two questions are open to anybody. So who can tell me the name of the missionary family that we met while in Kenya whose name and picture is on the wall outside of this sanctuary? Samantha? Kevin was the first. Kevin, what is the name of the family? Owens. Yes, it's the Owens family. Yes. Very good. You guys are rock stars. So this one's a little bit harder. I know, you got to see the audience in order to be able to determine who's first. It's like you all need buzzers. You do, yeah. <laughs> so who can tell us the name of all five of the animals, the big five? Blair. Yeah, she got it. Yeah, you got it. elephant, leopard, African buffalo, lion, and we did not see the rhino. That's what you said, correct? Yes. Good job. Great job, guys. We have two minutes, and we wanted to find out if anybody had any questions for us before we close and end the service. Why did you not see Alden in any of the food pictures? Oh, he was busy working. <laughs> Ed? Right, we sure were. So Ed asked, um, were there many mosquitoes and what was the climate like? There were some mosquitoes. Yeah, there were some mosquitoes. We did have mosquito nets on our beds, both, both at the Africa Nazarene University campus and when we went to the Masai Mara Safari. Um, I got bit some, Samantha got bit some, Alden never gets bit. So, <laughs> and it was very, very hot. It was very warm during the day. It cooled off at night, but I, it was still hot. It was still warm. So, anybody else? Yes, sweetheart. Nope. You want to hold off? We're going to wait. So, on our way, I don't remember. Yeah, on our way back, it was 52 hours. Yeah, total travel, 20 hours of flying and 12 hours of layover. I don't know. So, so we left Nairobi and took a flight of about seven hours to London, to Heathrow, and we had about a six-hour layover there. And then we left London and went to Charlotte, and it was about a seven-hour, and then we had an eight-hour layover there. And then we went from Charlotte to Syracuse. Um, 
that was two hours, an hour and a half maybe, and then we, had, and then we drove home. So we were tired. <laughs> and I will tell you that the jet lag, as we were told, was far harder coming back than going. Yeah. It took me about a week to finally adjust to it. Yeah, seven hour time difference. So anything else before I finish up? Going once. Oh, yes, Shane. When we, I really didn't have, we didn't really have a hard time adjusting. We were tired the first day, but I think the adrenaline and the excitement to get started it, and just going that way is not considered as difficult. So it really, yeah, much, much harder going back. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Oh, oh, Isabella. Yeah. What was my favorite thing there? My, I'll say, okay, you want to say yours first? You can say no, yours okay. first. I'll, I'll think. My, honestly, my favorite thing was seeing my daughter serve. That if I could, yeah, it was seeing her in a place um, feeling um, comfortable and serving, and it was life-giving for her. Um, and, and when we came back, I said to her, you are the same person there that you are here. You have the same gifts and are just as kind and just as capable. Um, so I've seen that change in her, and that was definitely my favorite part. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Did you want to say anything? I was going to say the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah, it was, like, it was so cool to, like, see that they play, too. Like, like just seeing them run around and, like, we saw a lion eating a buffalo, and it was really cool. Um, but, yeah. All right, real, quick, real quickly, my favorite part was just using my gifts and sharing that with the university and working with the team. The team was just awesome. I mean, we have just our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ all over the district are just, they were just awesome to work with, so. Thank you.